Civil danger warning. A disaster of unknown type has occurred. Normal programming has been suspended. Gary. Gary, have you drawn the pentagram? This is not a test. Okay, let's get going. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. Hello and welcome to Free Yorkshire Radio. Gary has found a book of evocation at his local recycling dump and is currently summoning Asmodeus from the seventh ring of hell. Okay, light those candles, release the scarabs, and squish that toad. It is I, Lloyd Becklesnip, presenter of radio shows and interviewer of the Newsworthy. I believe we have summoned you in accordance with the traditions of yore, and thus you are now mine to command until the sun sets once more. Hmm, it seems that you have indeed completed the necessary rituals, and I am yours to command. What vile deeds would you like me, as Medeus, to inflict on the poor wretched souls of this realm? Uh, actually, I just want you to power our generator for the next hour so we can broadcast our show. You summon the powerful demon from the pits of hell to power your generator? Yes, I have. Please get on with it, servant. Bloody human suffering me just when I was in the middle of an absolute torture session just before. And if you can do it with a little less attitude, that would be appreciated. Thank you. Okay, we should now have enough power for our show. My name, of course, is Lloyd Becklesnip, and we'll be bringing you all the latest government-approved news and stories from the glorious Free Republic of Yorkshire, the mightiest of the many new nation-states that, several decades ago, emerged from the troubled era that was 21st century Britain. In this episode, we visit Yorkshire's premier second-hand car sales lot, and I have an exclusive chat with legendary Yorkshire wrestler Slammin' Steed Higgins. But first, it's time for this week's lottery prize draw. Once again, the winning pot has rolled over as there was no winner last week. Remember, all you have to do to enter is write any four numbers between 1 and 49 on an official lottery entry form and post it in along with your £5 entry fee. Now let's see what this week's lucky numbers are. First up, it's one for those old vinyl collectors. It's 33 and a third. Next, one for the Fellini followers, eight and a half. Next up, one for our imaginary friends. It's an imaginary number, the square root of negative one. And finally, it's pi. And remember, the numbers after the digital point in pi are infinite and never repeat. So if you didn't manage to fit them all onto your entry form, I'm afraid your entry will be void. And we're just checking. Yes, unfortunately, there were no winners again this week. And the 7.24 trillion prize fund will have to sit for another week in the government account just accruing that compound interest. But you never know. Next week, it could be you. And now it's time for our visit to Yorkshire's premier car salesman, 
E. Mac Bell, who runs the Skelmanthorpe second-hand and mechanically reconstituted car lot. Here's what he had to say when I caught up with him. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. And so I've arrived at Mr. Bell's plot, I guess you would call Welcome. it. And, oh, Welcome! Oh, here's the man himself. It's the Lloyd. Lloydy B. Mr. Bell, Emac, Mackie B. Uh, just call me Emac. All my friends call me Emac. Longtime fan. I love listening. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind, Emac. <sighs> that voice puts me to sleep every time. It is so nice. I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, getting to sleep these... Oh, it's been tough. But I put on your dulcet tones. It is. It is lovely. You got some pipes. Pipes. Well, I'm already experiencing the famous Emac charm. Aha! You got it! I feel like I've slipped into a warm bath of butter. Oh, what a compliment. I have a bath. In the back, if you would like to slip in, it's not filled with butter, because who's seen butter? (laughs) I've seen it in a picture in a book. Reconstituted margarine is the best we can offer these days. Bits that have been scraped off, old bits of toast. But, you know, it's still pretty tasty. You find a fat, plump mongrel. If you're lucky enough, it can render that. It's a little rancid, but in a pinch, sometimes it works. It does indeed. Well, you're talking about making do with what we've got, and this is what you're famous for as Yorkshire's leading used vehicle and other sundries plot. Yep. You're famous widespread for being able to make a vehicle from any scrap. Any sort of thing. We got this, we got that. Our little slogan, a little joke with me and the staff is, we put the this in dystopia. You need this, we got that. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I too, indeed. You know what I'm saying, Lloyd. You know it. Yeah, you've got that knowing nod. Yes. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm having a look at what you've got on offer, and I must say it's an amazing array of devices. Thank you so much. One here that seems to be part sledge with a few smaller wheels on it. They look like they've come off an old pram. They have indeed. And then just one giant tractor wheel at the back. I mean, how does a vehicle like that work? It works very well. But first, I have to compliment you. You've got an eye for the vehicles. Not everyone comes in here and recognizes a tractor tire. Mm -hmm. But yes, we call it the tree pram. Mm -hmm. It is tree wheels, tree pram wheels. Right. And a giant tractor wheel for traction Mm -hmm. to get you through the steaming masses that are still around. You know those steaming masses. Oh, the sinkholes. This will get you over a sinkhole. The sinkholes, but the sink mounds. Right. The spot mounds, and they just emerge out of the earth. And so the single wheel gets you around that quick. Mm-hmm. The tree pram wheels for stability. The giant tractor gets you around. And it, I've tried it myself. It works unbelievably well. You got to ride in it. We can put you into some scrap leather. Me and the boys have been trying to get whatever leather straps and little scraps that we got. And we've got maybe one bucket seat. For you, we will throw that in with a nominal charge. Well, I would love to take a test drive in one of these vehicles. Maybe in a little bit you can take me around the plot and show me some of the other sites. But I believe, you know, with these cut-in fuel rations... One second, one second. Okay. Marty! Marty! 
Get the tree plant prepared for our test drive, maybe in a bit. Gotta yell at Marty. Gotta keep him on his toes. Oh, well, yes, I have an assistant like that as well. We've gotta keep him in line. Oh, absolutely. I want them working for me, but I don't want to work for them. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Okay. I mean, good people is hard to find. Functioning people are hard to find. Absolutely. Yeah, now, good's the dream. Functioning's the baseline. Trying to get uh, somebody with five fingers on both hands? Nearly impossible. Although the six-fingered people have their advantages as well. They do. Their type and speed is 20% faster, so it all adds up. Yep. And if they can make their own tools for their extra digits, Mm -hmm. that's an extra bonus. Yeah. So we got Marty working on the tree pram. Mm -hmm. Anything else catch your eye? Well, I see the little mini Zeppelin. Oh. (laughs) What kind of gases have you got that will make that airborne? That's an excellent question. Well, the mini Zeppelin is filled with what I call coal ash gas. It's a coal-powered mini Zeppelin. I'm pretty sure it's coal. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm not a chemist. I'm a sales guy. Right. I'm about solids. I'm not about gas. Right. But Clem has squeezed this black material. Clem! Squeeze this black material. And the gas comes out and he's channeled it into the Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the Zeppelin rose into the air and it's like we gotta get a basket on the bottom of that oh so you could fit a whole bag because it looked like it was just something that you strapped onto your back but you've got a little mini basket that you can ride in as well for the luxe customer Mm -hmm. they want a basket but for the sports customer you want the direct connection to the zeppelin itself and so once you have that set up it's just a couple propellers a little bit of wing waving you're on your way so you can guide yourself with your arms if you... Oh, I didn't notice. Yes, I can see the hand paddles that come with it. So you, oh, you're right, Emac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coal gas sometimes gets in my throat a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. For you, I'm going to show you a special item. Okay. I got to tell you, there is a waiting list for this item. Fascinated to find out what it is. There's 25 people on the list ahead of you. Okay. Okay. What you're going to see is the Caddy El Camino. <gasps> the Caddy El Camino. Are you ready? Whoa. Yes. Look at the sheen on that. Yes. That's been buffed to a high shine. Buffed to a high shine and the color I've looked in the books. Mm-hmm. It is called Candy Apple Red. I don't know what those words mean other than red. I don't know what candy is. It's a mystery from the past. It is. But it is a Cadillac El Camino. Yeah. And it says on the side, Turbo. Okay. I have no idea what these mean. Have you actually tested this vehicle yet? I mean, this might be the one we want to go out in. The list of 25 ahead of you, it's just to sit. It's just to sit inside of it. Okay. We don't know what it runs on. There's mechanical things that look like it came out of some sort of fantasy of a technological future that I cannot even conceive of. But just sitting inside of it makes you feel as if you can conquer the entire Yorkshire, what is left of the roadways. Mm -hmm. This is the dream machine. You'll be king of the road. 
don't don't say king. Well, sorry, you'll be a, 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 a road leader, a road manager. A manager is, is the kind of the heights that we can shoot for these days. So, I, I, sorry. The road manager, absolutely. You'd manage the road. Mm-hmm. If we could figure out how to make it go. Okay. We have no idea how to make this go yet. What have you tried so far? Presumably you've tried the standard Yorkshire fuels, a bit of straw. A bit of straw. Burning coal. Burning coal, the coal gas. None of that works. Obviously swamp mongrel fat is another key asset that we have in Yorkshire. It's not volatile enough. Right. So I'm having a look at this. So obviously you've got the seat right in the middle, so it's like your own little mini throne and the shiny chrome around it. But I can see at the front there seems to be a sort of square box with a plus and a minus on it. Have we any idea what this might indicate? I just assume plus means you want more of something Mm -hmm. and the minus means you want less of something. What that something is, I have no idea. I would love to hear your theory. You've seen so much more than I have because I've only staying on these two heck acres. As a radio presenter of many years, I've come across many stories and many legends and myths from the past. And there was talk of the plus and minus of the battery, I believe it was called. Which was like an energy source that had no smoke, no liquid. What? Yeah, I know it sounds completely unbelievable. (laughs) You're... You're pulling my leg. I'm just passing on the stories I've heard, whether they're true or not, I cannot verify. But there was rumours of the fabled battery. They are what's called rechargeable. So even once they've been used, if you recharge it, then you can use it again. Ah. I know. It sounds like some sort of fantasy of energy sources. It sounds fantastic. And my theory is blown out of the water, because how could you want less of that? I know. I would have it with two pluses. Two positives, yeah. Two pluses, because I want more of that, more of that, more, more, more on either side. So if this is one of these fabled batteries sitting at the front of it, if we can work out how to recharge it, then we might be able to take this little baby for a spin. Sarah, Sarah, didn't you find something that looked like a barrel and it had a G, a generator, a gadonator or something like that? Bring that over here. Bring that over. Garonerator? I've heard of them. I saw this plus and this minus on this thing that we dug out of some building. And it have a plus and a minus and they had clamps. Oh, the clamps. I've heard of the clamps. See, you think it's branding, but it's not. The plus and the minus actually mean things. It wasn't their logo or their advertising. It was a direction. Marty thought it was a torture device because of the clamps. Okay, yeah, yeah. From his time in prison. I've heard a lot of ex-prisoners kind of, you know, they almost miss it. They do. Did you find him clamping himself just to bring back some old memories? Between you and me, I caught him once. Okay. Once. Once. You know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, okay. You gotta run a tight ship. Yeah. Whatever a ship is. So, we'll get this generator or gadoninator, or whatever you called it. The gentrifier. The gentricator, and hook it up, and let's see what happens. Okay, let's fish it out. You figured this out, let me tell you what, you're number one on that list. Mm-hmm. Bypassing the 24 others. Okay, let's get the gesticulator out of its garage, and we'll plug it in. Okay, 
why don't you come back mm-hmm. and let's figure this out? We'll get Sarah on it. We'll get Marty on it. We'll get Clem on it. I just am an idea guy. I just put the people together and we'll see what happens. Okay. They got 36 fingers between the three of them. They'll figure something out. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. And we'll rejoin Emac later to see if I ever got that test drive. But now I am honored to say that next up we have none other than the legend of the wrestling ring, Slammin' Steed Higgins. Slammin' Steed has been compacting spines and shattering kneecaps for over three decades now. And I caught up with him at Bingley Town Hall, where he was being presented with a Lifetime Honorary Award. I'm here in the esteemed Bingley Hall, mingling with all this year's deserving winners at the Order of the Yorkshire Merit Awards. We've got the great and the good the amazing and the spectacular, the heroic and the devoted. And one of the biggest cheers of the night went out when the wrestler slamming Steed Higgins picked up his very special honorary Order of Yorkshire award for his selfless work over the years as someone who's been keeping our streets clean and a well-decorated wrestler as well, four times Yorkshire Wrestler of the Year, five times Pig Wrestler of the Year, and seven times Primary School Champion, which he managed to find a loophole in the entrance requirements there, so was actually able to enter the primary school level for his entire career and dominated that field, let me tell you. Steed, it's an absolute delight to have you on the show. Ah, it's good to be here, good to be here. Been in this all many times, you know. Slammed a lot of people in here, I can say that much. You know why they call me Slamming Steed Higgins? Everyone knows why they call you Slamming Steed Higgins. You have s- That's right, because it spells S-H-S-H, because I put you asleep. Yes, and you have body slammed at least one person every day over the entirety of your 23-year career. The record that beats the next highest one, Logan Lowell, who only managed five years. So you've outstripped them all. No, I said Logan Lowell, me and him go way back. We go way back, back to our training days when we were putting each other in holds. I got him in an look one day. So you what, I cranked that elbow, cranked that elbow so hard, popped out its socket and then popped it back in again. Then I popped it back out just for a laugh. That's the way we used to do it. We used to have a laugh. You pop your shoulder out, pop your elbow out. That hurts. That hurts, I can tell you that much. But, oh, yeah, he was never the same after that, though. He was never the same. 23 years, no one's going to beat that. But, obviously, you mentioned your pop and your shoulder and your elbow. One of your signature moves was to dislocate your arm so much that you could swing it around like a windmill and then just propel yourself through your opponents. That's absolutely right. I mean, you've heard double-jointed people. I'm a triple-jointed. Got everything right there. Just whirl my arm around it, just my left arm. And I'm right-handed as well. <laughs> so all we got that is a thing, right, winding my left arm around, knocking them down and everything like that, and then going up top rope, just popping it back in there, giving them the big old elbow off top, and then that'd be about it. Pretty good days, pretty good days. I mean, my arm's a lot smaller now than it was because of the lack of muscle there now. It sort of defined itself down a little bit. You know, one arm's like big old fat sausages, the other one's a chipolata, you know, it's that sort of situation. You've suffered for your art. They say once you pop, you just can't stop. But every time you pop on it, you're just wearing a bay a little bit more of the bone, a little bit more of the muscle. But what you've lost an arm, you've gained in love and admiration from the Yorkshire people. Well, that's right, you know, so this whole thing about keeping the streets safe. I've slammed, I've body slammed one person every day, not talking about my matches or anything like that, talking out in the street, just picking anyone up, anyone up and slamming them down as hard as I can. 
all to promote awareness. You never know when those little thugs out there nick an handbag or steal a phone or grab someone inappropriately, that sort of thing. You got to be careful. You got to keep your head on the swivel. Left, right, up, down, backwards, forwards. Even in your clothes. It could be in your clothes. Pat yourself down to make sure no one's trying to get in there. If you keep yourself aware all the time, then your streets will be safe. You'll be safe, all right? So basically, if you see me coming towards you, you need to get out of the way because you're going to get slammed. All right, it could happen anywhere. I've slammed my mum, I've slammed my dad, I've slammed my kids. All right, I've, I've slammed policemen. They've just got up and laughed about it after they've been to the hospital, of course, because I'm dead hard. Well, yes, but you have raised vigilance to unheard of levels. People are aware of your movements. There are now social media groups dedicated to tracking your every trip so that people can be aware. And whenever you go to a town, crime in that town drops by 50% because everyone is so on edge they will immediately lash out to anyone who comes within 10 yards of them, which obviously deals with all potential robbers, muggers, thieves and all that. I mean, yes, and innocent bystanders and people who are just doing their job and stuff. But but small price to pay for fighting crime. Small price to pay for the greater good of the community, you know. The fact is that if you see someone like me coming towards you, big tree trunk legs, six foot seven, barrel chested, one huge right arm, one spindly left arm, and you're coming towards you, you know I'm going to slam you. Okay, but two things. First of all, you don't know who I'm going to slam. I could be coming towards someone else, but I could just suddenly turn around and catch the person behind me. I could even body slam a dog or a cat. If you're walking your dog or your cat, if you're walking your cat, that's weird. But anyway, I could slam anybody. All right. I've slammed at least one person a day. Like I say, I've done up to 100 in one day. The second thing is I'm as quick and nimble as a fox, mate. You don't necessarily see me coming. Okay. I'm like the Harry Potter little thing from many years ago. Was he have like a little cloak so he could hide himself? I don't have a cloak, but I got my wrestling cape. All right, and I just put that over myself. And I think, oh, is this not job? It's just walking around with a cloak over his face. Yes, well, the cape—that's what you've worn for every body slam. It's got all the marks. It's got all the blood stains, and people have soiled themselves on it and scraped themselves on it. And so, wearing something like that in any Yorkshire town is not going to draw attention to yourself. It's quite a normal thing. So you can move with stealth with something like that. Absolutely, absolutely. It's also about my duty of care. And the thing is, when you have this sense of responsibility, being a role model for all the local kiddiewinks who want to grow up and think, I want to be like slamming steed. I want to go around slam people and be good for the community. That's not necessarily the point. People always misconstrue this. I'm not going around getting some sort of kick out of body slamming an old age pensioner or a fireman or a Yorkshire Terrier. The fact that I enjoy it is just a side point. The point, of course, is that I'm here to prove that everyone needs to keep themselves aware. Yes, and the copycat body slammers are not helping this because you know how to body slam someone. You know how to body slam someone so hard that you can hospitalize them for weeks. You know how to cause maximum damage. They obviously have got to survive the body slam as well in order to learn their lesson. So you know how to slam someone to an inch of their life and they won't forget that. Whereas these vigilante body slammers, especially these gangs of kids who are going around trying to body slam people, it's like getting a harsh tickling. Yeah. And that's not given the lesson that we need to get across. I will say it right now. That's part and parcel of, unfortunately, some of the stuff that I've had to do in my career in order. Like you say, my primary school league that I was part of for all my career. There's a lot of people that have found that to be a slightly dubious thing for me to be in there. Well, the fact is, I'm in there teaching these kids a life lesson. That was my main in for that division. But it seems a lot of these copycats, like you say, these young kids, 
And these kids are the kids of those kids that I've either beaten all the time. And they think, well, if he can do it, then we're going to do it. We're going to try and ruin his reputation. Well, I can tell you right now right, right. that hmm. they're going to be copycats. Then I want to make sure that those copycats are official copycats and they're being trained by the best. All right. Slamming Steve Higgins, training facility, down up, Fenchurch Street, Yorkshire, Dales. And what we'll do is I'll take you through every single inch of that body slamming in order to make sure you know that it can hurt them. But... It's all for the right reasons, all right? You don't want to just be hurting people with slams just for the hell of it. That's not the way. That's not the way. Yeah, yeah. You're spreading the franchise, and you've been recruiting for this quite successfully because you have been slamming the slammers, but every one that you slam, they then recuperate in your training facility. Once they're back on their feet again in six to eight weeks, they start to get to learn how to slam properly. And once they've been slammed, I mean, that's... They're getting the first lesson for free there. Absolutely, absolutely. And we have a medical facility down there. We've got people there trained to make sure that all these people who get slammed get the proper recuperation. I look after my people who I slam. And yeah, I might viciously be violent towards you in the initial meeting, of course. But there's a heart there. There's a heart to slamming Steve Higgins, you know? People think I'm just this giant pressure wrestler. And it's, it's not true. I've got, I've, got, I've got a heart. I've got a heart. You're slamming them with love, Steve. Slamming them with love and affection and for the cause of the just well you heard the cheer that went up tonight when you got your award so people want to slam you with their love as well yeah it took me back to Wenley Town Hall when I won the championship for the first time that was a great cheer oh right is this where you won your first championship oh yeah my first championship in this very hall and that cheer went up there when I got in the, the old sleeper and put him down in three races hands once twice it dropped for the third time and I won the championship for the first time Yes, the famous sleeper move where you get a sleeper from an actual railway and just whack them over the side of the head with it. That's right, whack them around the side of the end of it and then just put them in a little headlock and the referee didn't see nothing and it's all great. But whatever the referee doesn't see is all above board in Yorkshire wrestling. That's what our fine tradition of wrestling has been built on. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio. Okay, it looks like Asmodeus is starting to get bored and has started summoning snakes made from the flayed skins of corporate tax accountants. So we'd better get straight on with the show. It's now time to return to the EMAC Bell car and other vehicles of unknown provenance in Porium in Skelmanthorpe. Alright, so we're back with EMAC. He's got the rig. Back it up, boys! Back it up! Back it up! Getting it into place. Back it up! Back it up! Back it up! It's quite the device. He's got it running already, so it's billowing out black smoke. But we've got the two leads. So obviously we've got the plus and minus. Got the plus and the minus. We figured it out. So do we attach the minus to the plus and the plus to the minus, or do we attach the plus to the plus and the minus to the minus? Marty's done a little bit of experimenting because he's got the most he's got the most experience with the clamps. Mm-hmm. You know, for good or for bad, you know, you take life experience and he makes it into something good. So he figured out that you put the plus on the plus and the minus on the minus. Right. You hook it up there for a while and something starts bubbling. Okay. And we were just cleaning out the insides of it. And then Sarah just happens to bump one of the switches. And Lloyd, you'll never believe it. Look at this. I'm going to pull this switch out. Okay, go for it. I want you to look what happens. Okay? Ready? One, two, three. Oh, it's... The lights. It's lights. 
they're all on they're like dazzling and blinking and moving and it's beautiful it is it's like a holiday in a car exactly it's like christmas day in car form it's unbelievably beautiful watch this there's a stalk Mm -hmm. next to the steering wheel watch what happens when i push it up watch where'd that roof come from it's unbelievable it's got a magic roof it's got a magic roof it comes and goes it comes and it goes so you can put the roof up to avoid the nuclear acid rain that's exactly right and when we have that one day a year where it's safe to go out in the sunshine you can put the roof down thank you king jeffrey for making one day a year one day a year thank you so much you're a good king he knows how to look after us absolutely well yes you can protect yourself from the elements Mm-hmm. it's like this machine is a living thing okay it's got a mind of its own it's got a bit of ai in there i mean we've heard the stories of the machines of old i will tell you i'm a little afraid of what this machine could possibly do so do i get to have a go you promised if i figured this out you are number one you are number one on the list i'm gonna strap myself in to that bucket seat slide in there Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it feels like it was meant to be. It's like it's hugging you, isn't it? Yeah, I'm doing the numerous straps. I'm going to be well tucked in here. It was obviously an active vehicle. If I'm going to need this much restraining, I'm quite excited to see what it can do. And I've got the array of buttons and switches ready to go. So is there any order I need to put them in? Just flick them all on and see what happens. Your guess is as good as mine, Lloyd. Okay, Emac, I'm just going to have a go for it. Let's turn them all on and see what happens. Here we go. And flicking those switches and... Ah! Oh, my God. This is incredible. The legs have come out. I'm now about 20 feet in the air. Oh, my God. Oh, it's flashing red. Whoa! Were these gun turrets? Were you aware of these? I did not see... The, I did not notice the gun turrets. It's saying threat, threat, attack, attack. Ron, I can't move much in these straps. I'm pretty much powerless. I would take cover if I were you. Uh, all right, I'm, uh, me and the, uh, Sarah, get down. Don't, Sarah. It has a lock on Sarah. There goes the central office that's completely wiped clean. Oh, no. I think you're going to be looking for some new functional people. Sorry, I'm really sorry, Emac. Oh, no, the uh, arms have come out. It's oh grabbed Emac. It's got him by the ankles. This is not... I think Emacs days as a vehicle salesman have unfortunately come to a premature end. So it's a very sad day down here. But obviously there is going to be a lot of vehicles going for, I would say, at least 50% off. Emac! Emac! I'm Marty. Oh, hey, Marty. Is this... This wet spot, is that Emac? Mainly, yes. That hole over there, that's Sarah's office. That was Sarah's office, yeah. It looks like there's an opening for a promotion, Marty. Whoa! Every cloud and all that there. Okay. Have you got anything to say to our listeners about what they can expect from Marty's reconstituted vehicle emporium? Yeah, Marty, uh, Marty will take care of you. And I think we're going to keep the slogan... We put the dis in dystopia. Come to Marty's. This is Free Yorkshire Radio. 
and we'd like to dedicate the rest of today's show to the memory of that sweet, sweet man, Mr. E. MacBell. Indeed, courtesy of the good folks at Free Yorkshire Radio, if you say, I mourn the sad loss of E. MacBell when you're purchasing a vehicle at the new car and other vehicles of unknown providence emporium, then you'll get 25% off. Okay, I see that Asmodeus' horns are starting to smoke as the last rays of the sun start to catch them. So we'd better get a move on. I think we've just got time to return to our interview with legendary wrestler Slammin' Steed Higgins. So, Steed, over the years, you've slammed the old, you've slammed the young, you've slammed your old family, you've said you've slammed film stars, pop stars, politicians, you even slammed the Pope once. But what were the highs and lows? Who was the best person you ever got to slam? And what was your worst slam? What was your lowest slam? Well, well, I mean, there's asking me something there. I mean, there's so many great slams. Like I say, Pope are definitely a person I like, but mm-hmm. I feel I was going to say what I mean, I think the first time that I slammed my grandmother mm-hmm. and it was the grandmother on my mum's side well you know not necessarily the favourite yeah yeah I slammed her for the first time I was on the street mm-hmm. I managed to slam her just where there was some road works happening and I noticed there was an open manhole and I slammed her right down that manhole she fell down to her and when she climbed herself back up again she was still quite nimble but about 20 minutes later she climbed herself back up the little ladder she looked at me she said Steed I accept you powerful powerful words that got me right there that's that's got me right it got, it got me emotional again you got me emotional again well it's a day for reflecting and looking back and i'm sure she's looking down now she is she's probably slamming an angel or two in your honor just going that's my boy well i hope not she's just on roof that's up there she's literally there she's 102 years old okay oh right 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 if she's slamming an angel i hope it's from the confectionery table fair enough well no you asked me about my lowest my lowest one oh my lowest one this was a terrible time actually it was a terrible time in my life i was trying to cope with uh, learning how to use my new arm and mm-hmm. i was aimless in my slamming this time i'd just been diagnosed with trauma in my arm and i just it was kind of playing on me and i thought can i have a slam again wow yeah I never slam a civilian again. And I saw this, I go, it went back to my pig wrestling days. Mm-hmm. And after I lost, I lost the title to this, this puny little piglet. Yeah, yeah. New to the business, only been training a year, but they somehow managed to flukily roll me up and pin me down for the three count. Mm-hmm. I always let that get to me, you know. I was out on the street and I just saw this, what I thought was a very familiar looking twisty tail. And I tapped, nowhere inappropriate, just on the, on the shoulder. I turned around and turned around and it was little Louis Dangerfield. It was the same pig that beat me all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And something in me, something in me just erupted. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed him and said, little Louis, you've had this day coming for a long time. And I picked up that pig and slammed him down. And I picked him up again and slammed him down again and again and again. And I lost count of how many times, but at the point where there was pigs that was all the way back, there was cows running all the way back, there were people, policemen, firemen, little children on the street saying, stop it, stop it, Steve, stop it. And I looked down at little Louis, he was scarred. Mm-hmm. He looked up at me and said, Steed, I accept you. Yes. Well, I realised I'd done the wrong thing. Why do I need acceptance from a pig? Yes. We should be accepting their bacon, not getting them to accept us. It's a world upside down when you have a pig accepting you. 
it was a low time. It was a low time, I'd say. Lowest of the lows. But I, I can safely say I have never slammed a pig or an animal since then. It's all been people. There's not much pig mugging going on these days, so they don't need to be as vigilant as the rest of us. So I think you're quite right not to be slamming pigs because it's going to be arbitrary slamming, really. Which is, you know, fun. Let's not deny it. But it's not what you're about. It's not what it's about. It's about community. It's about the nation. It's about keeping people aware. Okay. And so... Steed, you've performed such an amazing service for your country. And as we know, it's been 23 years now. The last slam is coming up. Have you got anyone in mind for your last slam? The day is coming. I don't want to be like all the other wrestlers out there that want to hang on for longer than they need to. Mm-hmm. I'm no spring chicken. You know, I've got a busted shoulder and elbow and my dangly arm. I've had broken coccyx, I've broken vertebrae. Mm-hmm. I've had slightly snapped off fingernails. It's been traumatic. Yes, you're missing both your kneecaps. That too, that too. I'm, I, I was hoping you wouldn't notice, but it's, yeah. You're down to three ribs. You've only got one hip socket that somehow both your hips are jammed into. You're a walking miracle of modern science. It's a miracle of modern science and modern surgery as well. I mean, for the fact that, you know, I now have no buttocks either. They had to mush it all together to get those hips working. So you're right. The last slam is coming. The last slam is coming. I think I'm down to like three people that I'm there to slam. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think the last slam has to be, he's still around, has to be my first, my first ever opponent, man who trained me to slam, trained me to wrestle, mm. wrestle people, to wrestle pigs, to wrestle school kids, all the divisions. And that is Leaping Lenny. Hagrid. So he's still around. He's in a wheelchair. He's got no legs. Yeah, yeah. But he's willing to take a slam for me, which is wonderful. That's truly dedication. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Second one, I think it's the town mayor, is giving me this honour today. So for Mayor Stimpy, he needs to take a slam today. Yeah. I've done a slam today yet. So I think as he gives me the medal, that'll be a nice surprise for him, I think. Right, right. And, uh, well, you know, say a third person. I mean, you're here. Well, I would be absolutely honoured, Steed, if you were to slam me. But before we end with my slamming, because I will obviously be in traction for six to eight weeks after this. Absolutely, you will, yes. We've got the winter break coming up, so I'll be able to survive that. I just want to ask you one final question before I get my... I, I, can't, I can't believe I'm saying this. Before I get slammed by slamming Steed Higgins. It's, it's true honour, it's true honour. And if this is not too personal a question, have you ever slammed yourself? When you're on the road... Mm. You have to, you have to entertain yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you slam yourself in a normal way. Next day on the road, you slam yourself with someone else watching. Okay. Maybe you slam yourself with a little bit of salt and pepper on top, literally. Mm-hmm. So you start slamming yourself whilst on this and whilst on that. It goes in a very dark territory. It goes in a very dark territory. I won't, I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to get to the point where I could say to myself, I'm not slamming myself anymore. And I'm not slamming myself with drugs, paraphernalia. It's not good. It's not good for the soul. It's not good for the family. No. It's not good for the community. So, in answer to your question, yes, I have done that. But to the other kids out there who are thinking about slamming themselves, just be aware that when you wake up after having slammed yourself, mm you find yourself there, slammed out with a guinea pig that's just been shot towards you from Lancashire. Mm-hmm. It's not 
it's not fun. Don't let yourself get to that state. Don't slam yourself. Always, always slam someone else. Powerful, powerful words. Slam and Steed, we thank you again for your service, for your time and your honesty. And, well, you know, slam me at your pleasure. Right. <coughs> you ready for this? Well, as ready as I'll ever be. Right, three, two, one. There we go. And uh, there we go. Oh. Oh. It's been an absolute honour. It seems that Asmodeus has somehow freed himself from the chains of our servitude. He has opened a portal to hell and summoned his army of demons to drag us down to the lower depths where he will torture us for all eternity. Well, I guess that's the end of another show then. Cheerio, and until next time, may all your brews be strong. May all your puddings be fettled. May all your swamp mongrels be radiation-free. ta Communications have been severely disrupted. Make sure you have food, water, and a battery-powered radio with you. This is not a test. Hi, thanks for listening. I'm Noel Curry, and this show featured Dr. Ron Harvey as E. Mac Bell and David Green as Slamonsteed Higgins. And you can find out more about these wonderful improvisers in the episode notes. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Free York's Radio. We'll be back next month, but if you enjoyed this, then you know what to do. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review. Thanks. You're listening to Free Yorkshire Radio.